This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 4th of December. Flux fam, did you know if you're listening to What The Flux on your daily drive, Mm -hmm. then there's a chance you won't hear What The Flux? But you'll always hear What The Flux if you follow the podcast. So make sure to hit follow to lock in your status as the most informed human in Mm -hmm. your squad. Brett, how about this one? Okay. Australia's economy is already growing again after the pandemic pushed us into our first recession in three decades. But we are back and officially out of recession territory. Very exciting and we have three really exciting stories today. Let's do it. For our first, online retailer Kogan has paid $122 million for one of New Zealand's biggest online retailers. Ooh, it's go time for Kogs and its global expansion. What's the story here? Kogan has made its biggest acquisition since it became a public company four years ago. Mm -hmm. It's purchased New Zealand-based company named Mighty Ape. Great name and seems like a pretty good company so far. <laughs> yep, it is. Mighty Ape has almost 700,000 customers, which is good, but not Kogan good. <laughs> Correct. Kogan has 2.6 million customers in Australia. That's big. So, Brett, tell me more about Mighty Ape. Basically, they sell electronics, toys, and homewares all online. So, what's the key learning here? When businesses grow, generally, they expand their product range locally mm-hmm. or they expand their brand geographically. For many years, Kogan has been expanding its product range locally. They've had Kogan Insurance. They've had Kogan Mobile. Even Kogan Superannuation. (laughs) What? But now, Kogan is deciding to grow their geography for even more growth. And rather than setting up a new business from scratch, Mm -hmm. finding warehouses in New Zealand, all of that, they're expanding by acquiring. And this means Kogan will already have some pretty good size and scale from day one in New Zealand. For our second story, Aussie retail loyalty platform Cash Rewards has completed its IPO and is now focusing on growing its customer numbers rather than its profits. Big moment for this bunch. So what is the story? <laughs> well, Cash Rewards offers cash back to consumers on in-store or online purchases. And cash back, how does this work? Retailers like Chemist Warehouse, Dan Murphy's and about 1,500 other retailers, mm-hmm. they pay a commission of between 2 and 20% to Cash Rewards for referring customers. And then Cash Rewards gives a portion of this commission to customers in the form of a discount. So you make a purchase of $100 at like the Iconic Mm -hmm. and Cash Rewards may give you 5% back. Cash Rewards just raised $65 million in its recent IPO. And uh, what are they doing with the money? Not only are they keen to attract more customers, but they're also very keen to fight off their arch rival Shopback. So what's the key learning here? The Cashback Rewards space is growing in popularity largely because consumers are preferring cash money over (laughs) points these days. Like your old school frequent flyer points. Exactly. But what's most exciting for both cash rewards and shopback is that the industry has proven itself already overseas. Only around 3% of online retail transactions start with cashback rewards in Australia. But compare that to the US and the UK where the number is closer to 13%. So these two rivals are hoping market penetration will increase substantially here in Australia very soon. For our third and final story, Korean car company Hyundai is set to launch a major push into the electric car market. Uh, A little late to the party, Hyundai, so tell me more. (laughs) Hyundai, Hyundai. Okay, this company is the world's number five car group, but now it wants to become a major player in the global electric vehicle market. Car makers around the world are pouring billions, if not squillions, of dollars (laughs) into this industry. And Hyundai and its sister company Kia are aiming to sell one million electric vehicles 
by 2025. Meaning that together, they will become the world's third largest seller of electric vehicles. So what's the key learning here? Electric vehicles still haven't gained mass adoption. And Brett, it's mainly because the price of these cars is significantly higher Mm. than their petrol-guzzling rivals. (laughs) Some context here. The entry point for a Tesla electric car in Australia Mm -hmm. is around 75,000 bucks. Great car, but not cheap. But the experts reckon, Justin, as more and more investment is poured into this space, we'll eventually see electric car prices become the same as normal cars. So it's only a matter of time until we're all cruising around in our quiet, smooth-moving, non-carbon monoxide-emitting <laughs> vehicles. Fluxam, a big shout-out to Michael from Wagga for listening to What The Flux every single morning on his drive to work. Ah, those scenic Wagga routes are simply the best. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Monday.